Good morning, everybody. Thanks for listening. My name is Larry Jacobs. This is Pre-K-12 Education Talk Radio. On September 6, 2023, two days after Labor Day, and look on the bright side, it's almost Friday. It's only been a four-day week, okay? And I thought everybody's going back to school uh, by now, but I found out that New York, is, is kids aren't going back till uh Till the Thursday, and now there's supposed to be a school bus strike. So I read that in New York Times today, so we'll see what happens there. But to everybody, I hope you have a good school year. Pretty much everybody's back right now. Uh, we got a nice show for you as usual today. we got uh, returning guests. It's always good to have Howie here. Dr. Howie Knopf is here. Howie's the president of Project Achieve Educational Solutions. Okay, Howie is a uh, well, he's a well-known consultant nationally to school district and schools again all over the country. Licensed psychologist, nationally certified school psychologist, past president of the National Association of School Psychologists, and he's the president of Project Achieve, which is projectachieve.info. If you want to get in touch with Howie after the show, and again, it's it's it's, it's all linked up here as you're listening to the show. We're going to talk about. Um, black students, okay, and why they are disproportionately disciplined in schools. There's a lot of reasons for this, and it's something we really have to watch out for in this extremely diverse age. Every kid, we care about every kid. We want to respect every culture, every every background of kids, and so we'll see what if there's any rationale that we can put together to help educators with this particular challenge, and I might add, help the kids as well as they work their way through school. We're going to archive the show at a-ed.org. That's the home website of our Consortium for Equity in Education. You can see why we'd be so interested in this topic, a-ed.org. Everything we do over there is free. Our magazine, Equity and Access. All the podcasts are over there. Listen to anyone you want. Just click on the link, our Excellence in Equity Awards. See that link. Please nominate yourself, your colleagues, your friends, companies you work with, et cetera, et cetera. All right. And uh, we have a lot of categories and a lot of people in the running, and it's all done with real judges who, uh, you know, really pay a lot of attention to everything we're doing. It's a nice honor if you can win, and we hope you do. And if you can't win, unless you uh, nominate. So please go over there and check it out under Excellence and Equity Awards. Everything's at ace-ed.org. And by the way, if you ever want to get in touch with me, it's Larry at ace-ed.org. Makes sense, doesn't it? And without further ado, I'll stop blabbing. Here's Howie Knopf. Hi, Howie. Well, good morning, Larry. How are you? I am just fine. Thank you very much. Okay, thank you very much. Yes, I'm good, Howie. Okay, I found out I'm good. I broke out. I'm telling everybody, I broke out in a rash a couple of days ago. Okay, it turns out I had to see the doctor this morning. Turns out it was like a viral infection. He gave me some pills. So I'm fine. Yeah, that's good. the extent good. of it. Yeah, yeah. So what can I tell you? That's, that's the exciting. Probably too much information for most of the audience, but there you go. It's a little <laughs> rash on my neck. You know, what's up? So at any rate, hey, this is a good topic. I love this topic. Okay, new research and paths to address disproportionate discipline with African American students. Okay, Howie, talk about this. There, we know, and by the way, this is, we know that the black kids are seem to be disciplined more often than the white kids. Okay, that's a fact. Okay, what, what do you know about this? What's going on with all this? Well, this is the perfect time at the beginning of the school year to yeah. remind all of our colleagues about both the reality 
and then let's go deeper into why the reality is. And so I want to give you two quick contexts and then very quickly two brand new studies that are out and then we can kind of open it up and decide where we want to go. So the first Good. two contexts. In just, just this past May, the Biden administration uh, put out another white paper confronting racial discrimination in student discipline. And that's all I'm going to say about it. I mean, obviously, this is a generational issue. It's a significant issue. And we really, we've tried to address it as educators. But to be honest with you, we really haven't done a good job. The other yeah, context, and, and this is, yeah. yeah, just out today, the Tina Love did a commentary piece in today's Education Week. And just to, again, give everyone listening a context. Black students make up 15% of the school-age population, but they can comprise 40% of the school discipline suspensions. 15% 15 black students, 40% of the suspensions for discipline. In preschool, 18% of our preschoolers are African-American, and they comprise 43% of the pre-kindergarten suspensions. Okay. Same, so, same, again, same number, and I find it actually same ratio, by the way, and I, fa I find it 18 to 43, 15 to 40. It's the same, it's the exact, the right. exact same ratio. And um, I, I find it amazing that there are suspensions in preschool. I find that pretty amazing right off the bat. Okay, so and, and, and usually well. it's for for behavior. It's for it's yeah, for behavior. It you know. What else could okay. it be for? So, what else would it be for? Yeah. yeah. All right. Yeah. So study one. Study one was just done in November of 22. All right. And it, it's an interesting study. All right. Because what they did was they created video vignettes, 30 to 45 second video vignettes of black, Hispanic, and white high school aged actors. Okay, and so the different videos yep. were of three different discipline issues. One was a kid walking in, slamming the door, and staring down the teacher. One was a kid in the classroom throwing uh, paper, and then again, basically disregarding the teacher's discipline approach. And then the last was a student texting. Okay, so these are all, this was staged, okay, black, Hispanic, sure. white, sure. high school male actors. 1,400 teachers across the country, middle and high school teachers, they taught at about 300 different schools. They averaged 16 years of full-time teaching experience. They had them watch the different videos, okay, different teachers were in different conditions, and then they asked the teachers, what would you do with this student, and who was at blame? Okay, in essence, did the teacher just not handle it well, or was it really about the student? Two results, okay? Black male students were more often referred to the office, and black males in minority-majority schools were blamed more often than the teachers, okay? Hmm. So this is kind of a hypothetical study, but controlled, Okay, but yeah. again, gives you yeah. a sense we've got black, yeah, Hispanic, and white high school students play acting the same discipline offense, and the black kids got to the office more often. Okay, hmm. all right, so yeah. that's study one. All right, so now let's deal with real life. Okay, 
This is a study yeah. that just came out this past June, okay, June 14th, 2023. And they looked at the real discipline referrals to the office in a large urban school in California. They didn't identify the school district from 2016 to the end of 2020. Okay, so this is pre-pandemic, basically. Okay, 79,000 students, and then of course, the students were in the same school district, most of them over the years, so about 230,000, basically, observations of students. Okay, mm -hmm. the district is 33% Asian, 30% Hispanic, 12% white, and 10%, actually 10% multiracial and 7% black, okay? All right, real district, four years yeah. of discipline data. All right, over those years, over 75,000 kids were sent to the office by about 3,000 teachers. All right, here's the interesting stuff. 34% of the teachers never made a discipline, only 34% of the teachers ever made a discipline referral. So two-thirds of the teachers in the district wow. never wow. made yep. a discipline referral, okay? Of the teachers that made referrals, 50% of the teachers made fewer than five referrals a year, okay? So they looked at the top 5% of the teachers who were doing the discipline referrals, okay? Those yeah. top 5%, 50% were white teachers, 18% Asian, 16% Hispanic, 5% black, 5% multiracial. All right, here are the three results, okay? What they found was that teachers of color were much less likely to, refer, to be in the top referring, the top discipline referring group than the white, white teachers, sure. okay? Yeah. Second result, yeah. black and Hispanic kids overrepresented by the top referrers to the office. So the top referrers were disproportionately referring the black and the Hispanic kids. Mm -hmm. All right, yeah. Now here's the kicker. All right, third yeah. result. The results suggested that teachers who were white, early career, and serving in middle schools were the ones that engaged in the most extensive disproportionate referrals. Okay, hmm. this, this is a real life district. Four years, and we're talking about, what did I say, you know, basically over, over 230,000 kids, okay, yeah. over those four years. All right, so the well, first study is more first study is more controlled, but basically black kids are getting disproportionately yeah. referred middle and high school, and then the second study real school district four years, and again white, and then we're not trying to blame, we're trying to understand the problem. Exactly, but it's, white, it's, it's, yeah, it's the data that yeah, matters. white early yeah. career teachers in middle school. And it gets back to a theme you and I have discussed many times, is that our teachers are not being prepared for classroom right. discipline Thank and you. classroom management. That's exactly but right. But there's also, we've also got this either implicit or explicit bias issue demonstrated in both studies. Did they do part of it? Is there any statistic on middle, new middle school teachers that are black? 
How, 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 sure how are that they doing to support I don't know if it's in there. Yeah. yeah. I'm sure that date is in there. They didn't tease it out. Okay. Because that would be an interesting thing to compare. Okay. New, new yeah. middle school teachers who are black, new middle school teachers who are, who are white. Okay. And see how they do. And, you know, to me, when we talk about this, and I, I think you're going to agree with me. I, a, I agree with you. The preparation is, is not good. Okay, it's absolutely yeah. ridiculous, and, and not right. only to the education schools, okay, but I have to say also to to the uh, the school district that they're working in. The school district should know this already, okay, and they should make sure that any new teacher has continual, continual, continual help, okay, so that this is avoided. The minute they start seeing this, they got to get on top of it. Okay, that, right. that's that, that's a, that's, a, that's a, how they do that is another thing. You know, they just have to do that. It's that simple. And, you know, it, it, to me, it, it's just so obvious, you know, what, what's going on here. And to me, the whole problem, a lot of it is cultural. A black kid, you're, you're going to probably say this, too. I think you're going to agree. You know, the, the African-American culture, they're, everybody's American, but just like an Italian-American culture or Jewish-American culture, cultures are different, okay, within our ethnic groups, okay? Right. And, you know, we're, we're suddenly thrown in together, you know, and it's hard for a teacher who may not understand, you know, what an African-American or an Asian-American culture is like to deal with these kids. Okay? Your thoughts. That's me. I'm, I'm just going from the layman point of view. Now for the expert, everybody. All right. Let's go. Well, yeah. let, let, let's, go, let's go two ways. And you started going in both ways. All right. The first way, and, and your, your listeners are very sophisticated people, but we've got to get to the non-listeners, <laughs> Thank you, too. Okay. Yeah. I mean, but yeah. my, my point is, this is just not, I'm not on here just to talk about research. We've got to talk about what does this mean today in every exactly. school in the United States. And what it means is, first of all, we've got to look at, we've got to look at our new recruits, but we've got to look at all teachers. We've got to drill the discipline data down every single month at the very least and not just look at the numbers, but look at who's referring the kids. Because sometimes the people that are referring the kids, simplistically, there may be implicit or explicit bias, but it also may be a training and a, a cultural yeah, perspective. Exactly. They may, the teachers may not have the skills that they need to be successful. So we're not blaming the teachers, but we've got to identify which teachers are those top referrers and then do some analysis to figure out why are they top referrers. I, I mean, is it because they just got a badass class or is it because <laughs> cultural sensitivity or yeah. training or need for consultation or, or what have you? Okay, so that's the first you know, thing. There's another, but, there's another side to this, and I mean, I'm going to ask you this, but, you know, the overall effect of this is very, very important. And as you know, right now, these days, we're, we're having trouble getting teachers. Okay, that's everywhere. Yes. Uh, that's everywhere. And if, if a teacher is constantly referring kids for discipline, and in this case, particularly black kids, but there might be a district with a school with a lot of black kids that they're in, okay, the, the problem is they're not going to stay in teaching. They're not going to stay. They're not going to be happy. Who wants to spend their That's life? Right. They didn't sign up to uh, send people to the uh, to the office. They signed up to teach kids. Okay, right. if they're not doing that, they're they're going to leave. And the schools have to start recognizing this. It's it's not the vice principal's challenge. Okay, it's the school right. district's challenge. And in this day and age, 
All right, we we have to be very aware. Things are very different out there, and we got to understand that again. I love the way you say the data. Okay, this is data-driven information. Okay, it's there. It's happening everywhere. Nobody's being intentional about it. It's 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 just happening, and some right. something has to be done with it. Especially as the nation becomes more and more diverse. Okay, with the, with the Latino kids, with the African American kids, the Asian kids, the numbers are growing. Okay, and by the way, let me make the point: they are all Americans. Okay, right. these are our kids. But the districts, the population demographics are changing everywhere, and that includes you can go to the top of North Dakota or or, or the bottom of Louisiana. It's everywhere. Okay, yeah. it's absolutely everywhere. The school, and I think the the here I am babbling on, Howie. I want you to talk, but the, the school districts have to recognize this. Okay, it's just it's it's really annoying and annoying. And I want you. I just want to ask you this: what, what's with the um, the, the what do you, what's your thoughts about the cultural differences? To me, you know, a black kid acting up may be doing something that's quite natural in a black neighborhood, but to a white teacher who lives in the suburbs, it's not natural. Okay, and you know, yeah. there's, there's that. Yeah, I mean, to me, it's a cultural thing. Right. I mean, there certainly are cultural differences. All right, but one of the things I want to emphasize here: the fix, if you will, is not about doing cultural sensitivity training. Okay, that doesn't work. But that's what a lot of districts are doing. The, ah, the okay. quote fix, the fix is in the classroom coaching in the classroom mentoring, you know, where, uh, again, looking at the data, where if the administrators are seeing that certain teachers are over-referring African-American kids, we're doing a sit-down and we're saying with that teacher, all right, let's work with you, let's figure out what it is, let's, let's bring the kids to the table, especially at the middle and the high school, let's bring the parents yeah. to the table if needed, but let's problem-solve this. Every time we suspend a student, any student, okay, but today we're talking about African-American students. Every time we suspend that student, they're not in class. They That's come right. back after talk, a three-day suspension. Talk about learning loss. Yeah, talk exactly. about learning loss. Exactly. We're talking about yeah. learning loss. We're talking about kids that are not successful. We're talking about kids that are now dropping out. And, again, at some point, the schools – are going to get dinged by the State Departments of Education if too many of the kids in their high school are dropping out or in any school. So there's another implication. All right, but, but let me address the cultural thing because, yes, the culture is there. But here's another, uh, another um, community report came out in July, okay? And they talked about six actions for closing racial gaps in schools. Here are the six different actions, strengthen core literacy, allocate, mm -hmm. second, allocate resources equitably. Okay, not equally, mm -hmm. but equitably. Equitably, yep, okay. yep, 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 that's okay. the thing. Third, in, increase instructional time, and we just started addressing that. If you're kicking kids out of school, then, okay, all right. Fourth, access to high-quality <laughs> preschool. Okay, but if we've got the kids in preschool and then we're kicking a lot of the African-Americans, okay, we've been there, all right? Yeah, yeah. The, the, the multi-tiered services, that problem-solving process that focuses on what are the services, support strategies, and interventions needed by the kids, but maybe by the teachers. Yeah, and then exactly. the last is 
addressing the racial, ethnic, and economic divisions in this country. So these, if we're going to talk about cultural, let's talk about, again, from a community, from an economic, from a historical perspective. So it's not just that individual student. I don't want to get into this. Well, it's a difference in individual students and individual teachers' cultural perspectives. And it is. But let's go more systemic. Let's recognize that these six areas, let's deal with these six areas, okay? And if we're going to deal with the cultural stuff, let's deal with it in the classroom and, and not doing this kind of sensitivity training that's a one and done where everyone in the staff are now maybe more aware, but it doesn't change behavior in the classroom. We've got mm, to change the behavior in the classroom. So how do we, uh, but how, my question is how do we do that? Every school district is short staffed these days. What do we do? What's the way to do this? All right, well, again, let's take it down. Literacy instruction, yeah. let's make sure that all of our kids, but especially our minority kids, are getting good quality literacy instruction. But again, some of that starts preschool and certainly goes to high school. But I'm not going to ask this question. I want to get back to the since you were in preschool. Okay. What? All right. Go ahead. There's discipline. I got to just go over this. There's there's discipline challenges in preschool. We talked about that 18 percent and the 45 percent. Okay. And it. it Preschool. We're talking preschool. These are little kids. Right. right. Why, why is there that discipline challenge there? And if can't we nip this in the bud there? These kids are all going to go on to K-12. If we nip it in the bud there, okay, are we going to have a much easier time in K-12? All right, potentially. All right, but I'm now going to correct you. Thank you. I don't go think ahead. we – I don't think away. we – I don't – Okay, I don't think we have discipline problems in preschool. We no. may have social, emotional, behavioral challenges in preschool. Okay. See, the thing is, is that it's we the adults, it's the, the classroom teacher, it's sometimes the paraprofessional, I'm not blaming, but they look at behavior that is challenging at the preschool level and they say, oh, that's a discipline problem. Well, that's okay. a perspective. Yeah. Okay. You, you understand what I'm saying? Yeah, I do. Okay. I do. I do. Yep. But, but how you're, do we deal with that? You're saying there's well, a big we, difference between a behavior problem and a disciplinary problem. Exactly. Exactly. Okay. And, and, right. and so let me, and just so make, we, let me just change my point. Wait a minute. So if we, if we nip that behavioral problem in preschool, okay, whatever the problem is, if we can nip it in preschool, won't that make for a lot less aggravation for both the kid, their parent, for all three, the kid, the parent, and the school, okay, when they're in K-12? They will get it. Are, uh, let me ask it more distinct. Are we trying to nip it in the bud, okay, in preschool? That seems to be the challenge right there to me. That, that's a big one. Okay. But, but the Help reality we... is, is that behavior is developmental. So, yes, if, hmm. if we're addressing the challenges hmm. in preschool, we have a higher probability that they go to kindergarten, they go to third grade, they go to fifth grade. But we've got to recognize that all of us change over time. Our behavior yes, changes as a function of different contexts. So, again, going back to one of our discussions many, many times over, okay, we've got to teach kids social, emotional, and behavioral skills from preschool to high school. We've got to teach the kids 
how to get along. We've got to teach them how to control their emotions. We've got to treat, yeah, teach exactly. them how to communicate. Okay, so that social emotional, you know, that social skills, if you will, training is just as important as the math and the reading training. So, yeah, let's do it in, in pre-K. Let's get the early yep. interventions in pre-K, but let's not be delusional here to, to think that, all right, well, it's, we got it fixed, okay, because kids change over time. You know, it's an, what you just brought up is very interesting. We've got to change this. And I, I know I always say, by the way, you know, you give a kid a rigor, any kid a rigorous curriculum, they will usually rise to the occasion. But if they don't have the social emotional skills, they're not going to. All right. And, you know, everybody's talking about social emotional, whatever you want to call it. The object is to make sure that kids have a good time in school and that they learn. Okay. And the social emotional is the, is the, is, 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 is the, uh, is the keystone of doing that for the academic subjects that works great right my question howie and this is the, this to me is one of the problems when we brought it up earlier when they when teachers are in education school in college they're not being taught this okay it's not part and parcel of what they're being taught so we're throwing right. people to the wolves it's that well, simple, and that's but, why we. And and yeah, yeah but but then and I, and I love this. I mean, I, I know you go into school districts, you try to correct this situation. Okay, my point is that you know everything's changing out there. It's changing, and we have to change the way we teach people to be teachers if we want them to stay teachers, if they want to feel successful. And it, it, to me, right. a lot of it has to do with the way we train them. And, and God bless you, Howie, you go in there and you do consult the schools and all that sort of thing with Project Achieve. But, but we got to really change. You should be working with the education schools to change their damn curriculums. Okay? Rather, I think we'll be better off in the long run, Howie. Well, we've got to we've got to make some changes. We've got to we've got to yeah, do, do some improvements. We've got to make some yeah. course corrections. And and some of that though also is we've got to look at what are we doing in terms of again coaching, mentoring, supervising, giving exactly. feedback to to all of our educators, but especially our classroom teachers. So yeah, you know. We, we we can sit here and rail on the teacher training programs, but the reality is, is that virtually every business in this country takes people from college or takes people from graduate school, and then they train them on the job training. They give them the supervision and the mentoring to make sure that they're successful in the real world. So even if we had the best teacher training, We've still got to do the mentoring and the induction programs in our school districts. And, you know, we've talked about this. Professional development oh, yeah. and coaching is not done as effectively as it needs to be done. It's not the one week before the school year orientation. That's, oh, that's not that's what nothing. we need. We yeah. need brand-new teachers to have a, a rigorous and, and a growth-oriented professional development sequence for the first three years that they're in the field so that we're growing them and helping them to adapt to the real-life situations in the classroom. Yeah. Okay? And, and, you know, you bring up a good point because we throw, we throw young teachers in there, all right, 
And, you know, and if you look kind of like as an intern, okay, a doctor has finished their schooling now, now they're an intern, they're going to walk around with doctors for the next few years who have right. graduated. They are doctors. But they're going to walk around with experienced doctors, all right, and, and they're going to learn their trade, all right, their profession. And the same thing is here, right. but we don't do that, okay? We don't do that, okay? We just throw somebody in, and hopefully the vice principal is not too busy to handle the discipline. It's hard out there. And it, and it's frustrating, right. you know. If you were a young doctor and everybody you, you were taking care of was dying in front of you just because nobody would help you, that's not going to help you stay in the profession, okay? You're not going to be right. real happy. And it's the same thing here. And I, I got to say, you know, we say we need to mentor them and all that. Who are the mentors, okay? Who are the mentors who are going to do this? I suggest we put every new teacher in for two years with a real teacher, or, you know, an experienced teacher. Okay, instead of giving them on their own. Okay, so, you know, the people who were asking to mentor them haven't been trained in SEL either. Okay, for right. the most part. It's enough to drive you crazy. That's why you got that cape on, Howie. When you go in, you're like Superman. All right, but, but let's, I mean, to be balanced, Larry, I mean, let's recognize that there are many, many school districts across this country that are doing this effectively and well. But when you analyze why they are effective and why they are retaining their teachers and why they're helping to educate our kids, all of our diverse multicultural kids, yeah. it's because they're doing some of the things that we're talking about here. They've got a rich multi-tiered system that's focusing on early identification and early intervention. When kids are getting sent to the office, the administrators, before, if they have to, before they suspend the student, whether it's in school or out of school suspension, the administrator is asking him or herself, will this suspension facilitate a change in this student's behavior? And then they answer the question. Because if I'm suspending a student and I know the suspension is not going to facilitate a change of behavior, then I've got to get my multidisciplinary team to sit around the table and sit with the students, sit with the parents, sit with the teachers, whatever it is, and figure out, okay, if we've got to suspend the kid, we suspend the kid. But if that's not going to change the behavior, we've got to figure out why the behavior is occurring and what do we do in terms of services, support, strategies, and interventions to change the behavior. But the effective schools and the effective administrators and the effective teachers are asking themselves those questions. They're not sitting there and saying, out of, you know, out of state, out of mind, I'm just going to suspend the kid. I'm going to send the kid to the office, and I'm done with them. You know, they're saying, school, all right, Howie, we've, got to fix, Howie, we've got to fix this. Yeah, and Howie, do school districts today, okay, and I'll, I'll give you a good example. You know, we're way, way, way short of school psychologists and school counselors. We know that. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. If, if – if, does the school district these days have the staff to do that? Where do they, where do they find the staff to do that? Because what you're saying is absolutely true, obviously. Okay, but how do they find the staff to do that? I'm, I'm, I'm serious when I ask that question. A lot of times they're just not there. What's your suggestion? Well, I mean, the first is to look at what staff you've got. You know, it's, it, it's interesting, Larry. One of the things that I do with schools is one of the first things I do is I have every staff member fill out a two-page bio, okay? And they're not doing it for me. They're doing it 
is, is part of a basically a, a, a resource analysis in the school district. And mm-hmm. a lot of times we find, for example, we find teachers who are certified in areas that they're not teaching in that no one in the school district knows their expertise. Wow. Sometimes there are resources right in the, in the mirror, wow. and, and the district doesn't know wow. that. We've got to look at the resources in the community and sometimes pull in those resources. We've got wow, resources right. virtually. Okay, I mean, we've got virtual resources. And, and, and again, I'm not promoting, but you know, a lot of people like me are doing virtual consultation now. So I can consult with my colleagues in Hawaii. I can consult with the largest virtual network in the state of Pennsylvania and never have to get on a plane but simply be able to do it with them, all of us online. So there are so many more resources from a technological perspective. I understand. Do we have all the physical, if you will, people, resources that we need? No. Okay. But at the same time, you know, we've got to look at the pipelines. We've got to do the grow your own kind of professionals and, and, you know, bring our paraprofessionals and pay for them so that they can get their teaching experience and degrees and so on. We've got to do all of that recruitment and, and training stuff. But at the same time, we've got to look at what we've got and what's available and try to leverage those resources. We just got we we got to do it, and 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 I'll tell you, and you're right about the technology, Howie. It's there. We just got to. The, the first thing I just want to make clear is, you know, what we're talking about here. It's disproportionate discipline with black students. All right, right. And this is something that we can. That's finite, and we can change that. Okay, if we take the time to understand it. Okay, and time is a big factor too. All right, but we have to. We have to create some rules and understand what's going on. We're not doing ourselves or anybody else any favors by continuing this. Okay, nobody's right. nobody's winning. Nobody's winning. All we're doing is quieting down one class for forty-five minutes. Okay, and right. that's not and, enough. And, and, it does, it does, and yeah. you know the old it, adage: if, if you if you and I'll do it in kind of a more crass <laughs> way, but if if Please. you're doing stupid things and you keep doing stupid things, you're going to get the same stupid results. Exactly. So we, okay. we've had exactly. this disproportionality issue for how many different generations? I mean, my entire educational career, okay, and it even precedes that. So what we're doing is not working, and yet with those six things that I referenced earlier in terms of the study that talked about closing the racial gaps, everyone wins when you have that. It's You're not just right strengthening core literacy for the African-American kids, but the well, African-American kids are not getting the quality educational services in a lot of our schools, and we know that exactly for decades. Right. Exactly right. You know, one of the things when I interview a, a female African-American educator, many of them, and I love this, okay, refer to their students as their scholars, Okay, and that right there, you know, is it, it, it's your whole different attitude. It's your whole different attitude towards the kids. All right, and I'm t- they, some of these people have been in just uh, really under-resourced schools, the, and right. kids from you know real poverty, and they refer to those children as discussed. And this is what the thing we we have to, and there is an inherent bias. Nobody can help that. Okay, that's that's in everybody. 
All right. Well, 99% of the people, there is inherent bias. All right. right. We've got to change that because, because our job is to educate every kid. All right. And right. this, and, and I'm, I'm, I'll say it again. The way we train teachers has to change. The way we train administrators have to change, has to change. And I hope school districts hire you, Howie, to go in there from yeah. Project Achieve. We've got to leave in a couple of minutes, buddy. I love having you here. You know, you really bring it home. You bring it home. Howie. So let me, let me wrap it all up, okay? Do it. Let's go, back to, let's go back to those two research studies, okay? We can't keep simply blaming the kids for the behavior. Absolutely. As you said, we've got to look at the implicit and the explicit bias. And if you look at these two research studies that we just talked about earlier in the program, you can't get past the results. You can't sit there and say, after looking at hundreds of thousands of cases here and all the different vignettes from the first study, you can't sit there and say, oh, but it's the African-American kids. No, 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 no. <laughs> It's an interactive right. effect, and we've got to recognize that sometimes it's us. It's the educators and our perspectives, and we've got to confront those perspectives ourselves and in our colleagues, and we've got to facilitate the process of change. Wow. You know, we're going to make it happen, Howie. That's all we do. And, again, I want to tell everybody how he knows his stuff. I've been doing shows with him for years, projectachieve.info. You want, you want your school to be run better and more thoughtfully. He's the guy you need. Howie, it's great. Okay, how's the weather down there in, in Fort Myers today? How is it? You know, I, I haven't, haven't even looked at it. Well, it just <laughs> looks like every, it looks like every, every day other in day. Florida. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, up here in Maine today, it's like eight, nine, going to be 90 degrees or something. So here oh, we are. Geez. You know, right. you know, so what can I tell you? <laughs> yeah, it's great. Howie, you're the best. I got to tell you, man, you know, we do a lot of shows together and each one's better than the one before. So uh, thanks, Howie. This is great. All right. Thank you, Larry. Appreciate it. Oh, I appreciate you. You take care, buddy. Talk to you later. All right. Okay. All right. Bye-bye. Oh, we love talking to Howie. He's thoughtful about all this. and He really does work so well with so many school districts across the country. These are problems we should be getting rid of by now. That's all I have to say on that subject. Uh, it's projectachieve.info if you want to learn more. And we're going to archive the show at ace-ed.org. And I'm Larry Jacobs, and I'll say a big thank you for listening. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? 
a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.